Hello, my friends. This special episode of Bottomless Bunch of Coleman's, the podcast, celebrates pride and is presented by some folks who've been doing exactly that for years, our friends over at Smirnoff. Just like any good pride celebration, we had an extra helping of amazing guests and, frankly, a pretty wild time. It wound up being the perfect combination of people to bring together. We could hardly stop laughing, but when we did, I got some real insight into my guests, Leah Delaria, Kate Menning, and J. August Richards. They've each had such impactful careers and run the whole spectrum of association with pride. From Leah, who's been involved since the 1970s, to J. August, who so wonderfully came out to the world just last year. I love getting together with these three and having a cocktail and a huge plate of, well, laughter. And speaking of that, I'll be back after with my best friend Stacy to hear some of her thoughts about the Pride Insanity, give you some more behind-the-scenes tidbits, and generally wrap up the brunch you're about to hear with some dessert. Thanks for being here. Enjoy. We've got three fantastic guests joining us for brunch today. I can't be more excited. I have a comedian, an actor, musician, and all-around bon vivant. Uh, she's stellar and Orange is the New Black. Please welcome my friend, Leah Delaria. Give her some love, y'all. Give her some love. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, I want you to think of a television show. Bam. Our next guest has been on it. Truly, you've seen him in everything from Angel to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And to what I personally loved the most was recently in Council of Dads. He's a, also a regular gym buddy of mine. We go and work out, but we usually end up just talking half the time together and not doing anything. Please welcome Mr. J. August Richards. <laughs> and last so but not great. least, <laughs> last but not least, uh, the star of Ray Donovan and a little show that started a while ago and keeps coming back <laughs> bigger and better and gayer. The L word. She keeps us laughing and building on her podcast as she hosts with her best friend, Alicia Haley, called Pants. Please welcome my friend, Kate Menick. Hey. Thank you. Look at all this joy. Look at all this gay joy, you guys. Isn't this fun? We all made it. We're all here. We made it. That's, that's the truth. We all made it. When was the last time that you've laughed so hard that you were you might poop your pants? Oh, come on. When was that moment? Mm. Come on, anyone. I have that with Leisha almost every day at work. Was there something she'd done in particular lately? That it's not really, I, it's not exactly what she did, but we pick up on the same things and just kind of uh -huh. lose our shit over the littlest things that aren't funny to anyone else except us. <laughs> and then we can't get through a scene. And then the director's like, can you guys just get through it and you know get it out of your system? And we can't keep it together to save our lives. <laughs> what about you, Leah? <laughs> Uh, Monday, literally talking on the phone with Jesse Tyler Ferguson, long as this is a gay show, he's my best friend. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, this has come up before, this will come up before it'll come up again. I'm a diabetic and I take a medication called metformin and all diabetics do. Mm -hmm. And metformin has a particular peculiar side effect that I refer to as the Willy Wonka effect named after the chocolate waterfall. So, <laughs> whoa, so, yeah. <laughs> So, Jesse was making up a Sondheim song and like singing, you know what I mean? Just, and I started laughing so hard that I went, oh my God, Jesse, I have to hang up now. So literally, Jesse Tyler Ferguson happening. making up a Sondheim song 
and making me laugh so hard I I, I almost peed and pooped my pants. <laughs> Jay you you hear, you? got it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um God, I can't, I, I honestly can't remember, but the closest thing that comes to mind is I'm working on a show right now called Generation and uh, an actor on the show, and I can't remember his name at the moment, but he just had to deliver this line 10,000 times where the line was, yeah, selling sunset vibes. And the way that he did it was so funny to me. It was so dry and just so like unimpressed that it just, and I, I had to speak right after that and it made it really, really difficult. So that, that's probably the last time I laughed that hard. The worst. <laughs> well, the last time I laughed so hard that I, I almost pooped my pants was when my friend Kim Dickens was doing a scene uh, with me and we, um, she ordered a burrito from Crafty and then she just put it in her, um, just in between her legs as we were in this truck, as we were going. And then she was like, oh, at some point she just said, Oh, my burrito's so hot, it's about to burn a hole through this truck. And because the, of the burrito's location, <laughs> I was like, I said, is that what you're calling it now? <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we couldn't stop laughing. We couldn't stop laughing at all. Anyway, before we go too far, I wanted to call... <laughs> I'm calling about mine a burrito from now on. It's so good. <laughs> you can thank Kim Dickens for that. Yeah, that's a Kim Dickens original. It is. So what did you guys bring for brunch? What did you bring for brunch, Kate? Well, let's see. Um, I have to be at work in like an hour and a half. Okay. So I'm going to have, uh, and I usually don't eat very early. So I think I'm going to have a little protein bar because I'm lazy and I I'm not like much of a breakfast person. Um, and I'm going to make myself a little mocktail. That's fantastic. To, like, give me some hydration. Most important meal of the day, Kate. I know, I know, but I'm just not a breakfast person. I'm a dinner person all day long. I'm not a breakfast person. Really? Okay, yes. cool. What, Jay, what about you? Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, today, I had uh, leftover Fresh Brothers pizza from last night. I know that it's terrible. Um, I'm pandemic. Wait, do you have it with you? N nobody brought anything? You, you don't have it to present it? I have the box because I ate it already. <laughs> you want me to show you the box? You were hungry. No, I don't even see the box. <laughs> So you had pizza. You want to see the burrito, okay. or shall I call it a burrito? No, 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 the burrito. Thank you, Leo. What about you? What did you what did you, what did you make for brunch? Well, you know, I was I was just f***ing around with Kate saying breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and I don't eat breakfast either. Oh, well, then, because what are, what, what, what are with these gay people? What, 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 no one's eating. We don't have time to eat. Is that it? We're too busy out no. there in the streets and, you know, okay. making changes happen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I know I'm not the only one. Well, maybe with you three, I am. But I got that quarantine 15 like nobody's business. So I am, I am, I've been on it now for about a month. I am just on okay. it. I need to take that for you. off because it's not good for me. I'm a diabetic. So I'm doing intermittent fasting good for you. and I am walking, um, 10,000 steps a day. So that's like three and a half miles every day. Nice. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's working. So I'm not going to with it. I love you, hon, but I'm not eating at the moment. Well, I guess I was the only good, good gay, and I, I oh. actually brought brunch today, you oh. guys. Oh, um, what do you got? I decided to eat. Oh, I decided to go for... What is that? Get this. Okay, now, uh, 
I just made a, a grilled cheese with a little vegan butter oh, and olive up. oil on Ooh, a potato right. bread, and Ooh. with um, three cheeses: a degriere, gouda, and cheddar, and also Ooh. some avocado and tomato. Okay, Ooh. that's what I did. I'm so jelly. Like, you like that? See, you're jelly. If well, I live closer, if I if we live close together, I'd be like you'd hear a knock on your door in like 30 minutes. <laughs> Seriously, that looks yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> that well, looks amazing. Well, good. Well, apparently, since you guys didn't bring brunch. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Leah, I'm with you, though. I'm about to pull it all the way together. I'm about to change my lifestyle. I mean, this pandemic, I've been eating things that I haven't eaten in 10, 15 years. Donuts, pizza, McDonald's. I just felt like, you know, if we're going to be on lockdown, I got to find a way to get through it. So I ate my way through. Exactly. Exactly. Good. Good for you. Good for you. By myself on lockdown. Yeah, same. By myself. Yeah. By yeah. myself. So, yeah. So I'm like Everything. eating chocolate chip ice cream going, <laughs> I don't care if I lose a foot. Kate, have you gained any weight during this uh, lockdown as well? You're always so lean and... Yeah, I am lean. But yeah, of course. Like, I got, I got, I got really into... Um... I like I, I'm a, I like to box. That's my that's the thing that I love to do. And my boxing gym obviously couldn't open, so I I had made a gym in my garage, and I was very very um, uh, uh, disciplined about you know boxing every single day at the house for a good like three months, and then I just got burnt out. Yep. Yeah. And I got tired, I and then I got uninspired by being in my house, and I thought. It. I'm just going to take a break. And so now I'm like getting back into it. Same exact thing here. Good. But what about cocktails? Have you guys been enjoying cocktails during the um, quarantine? Mm. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I think we should have one too. I think if this is a pride episode, we got to have a cocktail and we, and I sent you guys a, a, a wonderful kit to make a delicious cocktail and let's, did. let's enjoy that. You ready to make one? Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Yes. All right. Let's go. Okay. So more than ever, if you haven't seen this particular episode, you got to check it out. We made Smirnoff Pride Martinis with edible glitter. Everyone got a different color. And well, we made our own mini pride flags with martinis. It was like instant pride glam. I mentioned it a little off the top. Smirnoff was one of the first brands to feature queer folks in their advertising going back 60 years. And they've been huge supporters of pride and the LGBTQIA community. So martinis popping with all the colors of the rainbow were a great pairing with this brunch. You can find the recipe for the Smirnoff Pride Martini over at amc.com slash brunch. And of course, be sure to drink responsibly. Now, back to my brunch with Leah Delaria, Kate Menig, and Jay August Richards. Are we toasting? Yes. yes. Leah, would you toast for us, please? A toast? You give, us a, give us a toast for pride, for pride. Inspire the inspire. Here the we go. Ones. This is this is for queer pride. Um, I generally I don't have enough pride to last an entire day, so I only do it for like half a day. Um, but here's here's finally, I can't wait until Gay Pride Sunday is just Sunday. Mm. Well, we don't need to mm. say this anymore, and we have all of our rights and you know people uh, uh, respect our rights and i i here's to that here's to being queer and finally being free amen may i also make a toast can i just add one other thing absolutely go for it jay here's to maximum authenticity representing yourself first and all mm. those who come after you and being who you are whether you're a part of the lgbt community or not 
This is about authenticity and representing for who you are in the world. Rockin'. Can I add something? Let me add yes, something. Yes, of course. Please. Yes, please. Yes, please, Kate. This goes to all the people who paved the way Amen. before us, who did all of the work to get us where we are now. So cheers to them. Amen. And last one, a toast to you all, because you are, because you have taken steps for other people so they can take steps. And that's why you're here and I admire you and I'm thankful for you. And I know many other generations will be thankful for your contribution and all that you do and the way you lead. Thank you, friends. And right back Cheers. at Respect. you, brother. Right back Cheers. at you. Cheers. Right, right back at you. I'm gonna try my mocktail Salud. now. Try, try your mocktail. Here we go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I actually killed this mocktail. It's excellent. Good. All right. So brunch has been served. We made a cocktail. Now it's time to serve some piping hot tea. This is the part that I really love the most, because now we get to the meat of it all. You know, this is my Barbara Walters. Not real. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Well, the first thing I'd like to do is love on our friend Jay August, who came out to the oh. world just last year. Right. I spoke to you leading up to the grand moment, giving you some encouragement. Yes. And I want to know, how did it feel? after that momentous day? And why did you decide that, that this was the moment? Well, first of all, I wanna say thank you to you, Coleman Domingo, for being there for me during the whole process. We talked about it. You encouraged me in such a lovely way and were such an incredible sounding board. Um, for me, you know, the process of making that decision because I wasn't out professionally. I mean, people who I worked with, you know, my friends, my family knew, um, my immediate family. And so uh, for me, walking into the process of doing Council of Dads, playing an openly gay married father, I felt like uh, I wasn't going to be able to give the performance I wanted to give while uh, being in the closet on the set. So I made the decision at the beginning of the process to share with the writers and my castmates that, you know, this character reflects an aspect of my life that I'm gonna bring to the table and I wanted to be open and clear about it. It was such a transformative experience too that by the time it came to talk about it publicly, I just couldn't um, be in alignment with my own authenticity without talking about how important the character was for me as a person. I mm. just didn't feel like I'd be able to just look at myself the same way. You know what I mean? Mm. So in talking about the show, I talked about myself and how important it was for me to represent, you know, uh, an openly gay black married couple in the world with a daughter and what that image could do for people who would see it. So. It just felt um, right, and it felt like the right time. And since that moment, um, it's it's funny because after about a month or two, like life was like exactly like it was before that. It was almost like right. nothing happened. I actually think that people in my life forget. Um, <laughs> so right. it's like that uh, normal and that regular and that mm. you know. Um, so yeah, it was it was a powerful it was a powerful moment for me. So, so I'm sure you probably feel like you bring your, your most authentic self into rooms now. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I did, you know, uh, before as well. Um, but, but funny enough, we haven't been in rooms since I came out. Cause I came out during Zoom the pandemic. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah, not the same. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's not the same to a degree, yeah. but, um, yeah, there are subtle differences in terms of that showing up professionally, 
Um, so yeah. Beautiful. Leah, Leah, I want to ask you about the first pride that you remember. What was your first pride? And then how do you, how have you seen it change over the years? Well, um, I came out in 1976. Ooh. So, you know, I'm a lot older than y'all. Mm-hmm. So uh, the very first Pride that I went to, I grew up near a little little farm town outside of St. Louis called Belleville, Illinois. Um, I like to say it's been surrounded by an information-proof shield since about 1959. Um, and I came out in 76. The first Pride ever in St. Louis was in 1978. And uh, there was maybe 200 people there somewhere between 100 and 200 were there. And we had our protest signs and we were like marching on the sidewalk, you know, in this like neighborhood that was a gay neighborhood of St. Louis. So uh, at some point I just started going, why are we in the side? Why don't we take the street, take the street? And I got the crowd to chant, take the street. And then we did, we just took the street. And Mm. surprisingly enough, because my experiences have been really bad in these situations in those days, way bad. Um, they let us take the street. They didn't stop us. They didn't stomp us and they didn't arrest us, which is, you know, I'm going to say that I spent the night in jail twice, once in Illinois and once in Missouri for Mm. open and notorious homosexuality. Because when I came out, it was illegal to be gay in every state of the union. So for us to be able to be able to take the street the way we did and not get stomped and not get you know dragged off to prison or to jail was a big a big deal. But I mean, it was a long time ago. The person I went with wore a mask mm-hmm. cuz she was afraid she'd lose her job. But she wanted to be there. So she wore a mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was my very first pride. Then smash cut 2 years later to me moving to San Francisco. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> let's just say that was a completely different pride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man. <laughs> that was two years after the White Knight riots. It was yeah. two it was right after what happened with Harvey Milk. And that was truly the like I've never seen queer people more rageful. And then I moved to San Francisco, and as the years progressed in the 80s. I was a famous gay person in San Francisco in the 1980s. So what I saw was my community becoming more rageful and more rageful and more rageful, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. uh, we got a lot of done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that fire. we just got a lot of done. Yeah. So now we see the change. I mean, smash cut. Like, listen, this is 2021. And when we talk about history and life, this is, we're talking 60 years. This is a blink of an eye. You know what I mean? This is a blink yeah. of an eye yeah. from the d- time, d- uh, 40 years, I guess. Blink of an eye for me, blink of an eye. And we've gone from where I've been arrested, spending the night in jail. Uh, I've been queer bashed twice. I can just, I can name all this. We've gone through all of that to now. We can legally get married. It's not illegal to be gay in every state of the union. In fact, that has changed its course all over the world. I've been to queer prides all over the world. I'll bet y'all can say the same thing too. And um, our movement has progressed to such, it's mind boggling to me. And when I tell you, I'm actually starting to cheer up here a little bit. I, in my entire lifetime, never thought I would see us make the strides that we have made. The government, the government just made it completely illegal to oppress trans people. I mean, this is, 
that we have been able to do this in my lifetime is beyond belief to me. And we're still not done. Yeah, we're not. So that's how I've seen change. It's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you. Kate, I wanted to ask you, you, you're on a show that is really, especially on the um, the L Word, um, Generation Q, and you're working with such uh, young artists as well. Do you think that young young people recognize um, all the people who have um, taken the knock so they can be there, who did the work? You know, I, I just, I stumbled upon that show Veneno and I loved it so much. And I thought like, wow, I really wish that people knew her story and knew how right. you got the liberties that you have. Do, do you think that... Do you, do you have conversations with the younger cast members? Do they know about these things? Do you have to enlighten them? I just wonder, or just young people in the world. It's a good question, and it's an important question, and I agree with you. Um, I don't know if they do or not. Um, we haven't had that conversation. We, I know Leisha and I have certainly talked about this, where we always say we're now an older generation, and there is this younger generation. We're no longer the babies. And there is, like, there's just a kind of a, not a separation, it's just they know things that we don't, and we know things they don't. And we always are, are we've always, you know, said to each other, it would be so fun to do a scene to reflect that. Because yeah. that happens in real life. Now, do they know that? And do, do the other actors, the younger actors know on the show? I don't know. I've never personally asked them. I'd like to think they do. I know that I find it fascinating when I learn things about, about what people and circumstances that happened before my time. It's just yeah. an important part of history. Um, but yeah. I can't speak for them. But, I, 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 but they're, they're a smart group of people. So I would, I would think that, that they're paying attention. I, ho- I hope so too, Kate, because I feel like I always see you know, young, young folks out there just really living their best lives and they, they can really be in a way that we couldn't be when we were coming up. You know, people were, you know, I was, you know, I was closeted until I was 21 years old. And, you know, and I felt like, you know, you know, telling families, but now you're seeing kids being able to tell their families when they're 12 or nine and things like that. And it's such a beautiful thing. There's not that, um, you don't get that, you didn't have that representation when you were younger. I mean, Christ, none of us even yeah. had yeah. cell phones. Like, right. so right. we didn't grow up with that mm-hmm. technology. So you it's such see, a- you couldn't, you couldn't see who you could be. You didn't see that. Nothing. In, in, your, in your neighborhood or anything, yeah. You had to go and Precisely. seek that out and find your tribe. But I feel like now you can Precisely. just get on the internet and find your tribe. You're like, oh, I got it, you know? On Instagram yeah. even. You're like, oh, cool. Like, I, I, I relate. Yeah, I relate. I can be that and I have, and have people who love me and embrace me. That's a be- it's a beautiful moment that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what is the best city that you think that you've been to that celebrates pride? Mm. What is the best city that celebrates hmm. pride to you and why? Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Mm. Really? It's true. Ooh, yes. It's true. Um, it's true. Really? Uh, have you been there, Kate? No, but I'm married to a Brazilian and Sao Paulo is known for the world's greatest pride. Wow. Of course you're married to a Brazilian. <laughs> there are no ugly women in Brazil. No ugly there anybody are, in Brazil. You, you, they walk into the room. Each one is more beautiful than the next. And I'm like, I, there are ugly men. I have seen ugly men in Brazil. I know they have something to do with this procreation thing. Why are there no ugly women? So anyway, Sao Paulo is huge. It's, it's a really big pride. And I would say... 300,000. So it's a big pride. Um, mm-hmm. 
but our prides are obviously bigger. It's about how the whole city gets behind you. The, the, yeah. the entire city of Sao Paulo comes out. They sit, they line the parade routes with their kids. And it's like Mardi Gras. Everybody's dancing and they're playing instruments and they're, they're marching along and they're singing. And there's like, it's such joy, this pride. Oh. And the whole town isn't on it. And then there's still that protest element. Like they're very strongly. I mean, Bolsonaro that they have in Brazil is as is bad as Trump, if not worse. Right. So they still have a lot of that going on. I mean, Brazil yeah. is essentially a Catholic country, so they have a lot of that going on. But that that pride, you gotta go, guys. We gotta go. Thank I've never you. Been. I gotta go. I gotta go. Jay, Jay August, what about you? Have you been to any? I feel unqualified to answer the question until I go to Sao Paulo. Yes, I've been to many, but I mean, this one sounds unbelievable. I gotta yeah. go. I'm putting it on my travel list. But what was one of your favorites so far? So far, I mean, LA. LA is amazing. I mean, I love doing it here because I go with all of my friends, you know what I mean? Straight, right. gay, and otherwise. So, and it's right down the street from my house. So <laughs> that's another reason I love it. Yeah, I haven't been to Sao Paulo. I haven't been to Sao Paulo. I mean, you know, granted, if we weren't where we are right now, maybe I, you know, could have gone because I, I, I've heard about it for the last six years. Um, but uh, must have been 2019, um, New York had World Pride. Yeah. And oh, yeah. We, yeah. And we had, we were asked, uh, by the network to ride a float. Oh, nice. And so I, so to see the city and the celebration and to see that many people, my God, everything's sponsored there now too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea, but anyway. Everyone, everyone knows, they know how to monetize on it now, you know? Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> like what, yeah. what the yeah. f Anyway, um, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's bad and good. I mean, like you can find the pros and yeah. cons in that, right? True. Yeah. But I, I remember yeah. being on that float in World Pride in New York and we were going down Fifth Avenue and we were about like fifth, we were in Fifth and like 16th Street, 17th Street. And there were all of like the um, scaffolding along the buildings and people were just like up on top of the scaffolding so they could get a view of the street of the whole mm -hmm. thing riding down. I don't know. That was, that was a pretty spectacular thing from where I was standing. I really enjoyed that. There's nothing like New York Pride. No, New York Pride, there's nothing I mean, like New York I'm Pride. Sorry. But let me tell it you, was, but, it, but let me tell you though, the best part of New York Pride that I, I was going to mention, the best part of New York Pride is actually I used to go out around five o'clock after Pride because I'm a sick individual. I will go out and watch the streets that are just <laughs> messy with glitter and things and confetti and everything. And people just hot and sweaty and sort of laying around. But they're like, they're, I feel like they're like in the bliss in the in the um, afterglow mm. of Pride. Something about that I thought was so beautiful. Everyone, no one's looking their best anymore. Something about it no. that was so gritty and beautiful. That's what I used to love to do. And I would go around and take uh, photos of that. Is that your favorite? Yeah, that's my favorite. New York, yeah. That would, yeah. That would be well, a great uh, the coffee part. table book if you collected all those photos. I still, you know, I probably, oh, that would I probably still a great, have a lot. You're right. Yeah, yeah. right? Coleman, the, after, another project. the afterglow. The afterglow. Uh, here we go. I need more jobs. There's the name of your book. The afterglow. That's the name of your book. I feel like we have to give a shout out to Sydney, Australia, though, because yes. they their Mardi Gras is so great. And I don't know if you guys have been to that, but you get your butts down to that as, as well. It's just such a amazing pride. They literally turn their ATMs in the city. You know, it says ATM all over the city. They turn them into gay TMs. <laughs> it says gay TM. And then different designers design that it. ATM machine. Oh, wow. That's all over the city. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It was, it's, a, it's a really fun little, oh, that's it's beautiful. fun. <laughs> I have, a, I have a, something to ask you guys. Okay, I always think there are times in your life, in your career, when you're like, oh my God, if my young self could see me now, 
I want to ask you all, what is a moment, could be anything, that you would love to show your younger self? Like show my younger self the moment in my life? Yeah, or- a, a moment in your life now. I think it could be like you can, or you want to tell your younger self, actually. How about, like, how about that? Tell your younger self something. Leah, what would you do? I would, t- I would tell my younger self to listen. Hmm. That uh, most of the troubles that I had when I was younger was, you know, the fact that I thought I knew everything. You know, and instead of just listening to people and and frankly, it makes makes me a better singer, a better actor and a better stand up comic just to be present in every moment and listen when people talk. Hmm. Just listen. Being aware. And uh, again, I was so consumed with rage back then. All my friends were dying. I mean, they were just dying and nobody was doing anything about it. You know, so mm-hmm. I was so consumed with rage that was that all I did was essentially scream at people, you know, just non. if I disagreed with somebody, I'd just scream at them. And now I, I listen. Obviously, I don't listen to complete idiots. Some guy calls me, a, you know, some some asshole in the street calls me a dyke. He's going to get, you know, 175 <laughs> pounds business, of fat right. dyke in his face so fast. <laughs> right. But uh, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that's me. I would have told my younger self to just listen and be more patient with people. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kate? That's a good one. Yeah. I think I'd say to myself, trust that instinct. Trust that little voice inside. Don't uh, be swayed by all the noise. Because when I do it now, I'm usually right on the money. Even if it feels uncomfortable for a moment when I just trust whatever right. direction I'm going in or decision I have to make, even if it's uncomfortable in that moment, it pays off in the long run. Whereas before I would have ignored it and said, no, 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 it's not going to, I guess I learned not to, uh, not to please people or worry about what they think. Fuck them. Who cares? Um, and, and that got me, you know, that I think if I had known that younger, I probably would have saved myself some headaches, certainly. Mm. Um, but I mean, that comes with yeah. age and, you know, ex- just being like, I'm tired of the, b-. like, yeah. I like what I like and I want what I want. And if you don't like it and you don't like me, not my problem. Amen to that. Amen. No f- given Kate. Zero, zero left. Jay August, where are you from again? DC. You're from DC. Washington, DC. Yeah. I was born in DC. Oh, you're from DC. Yep. Raised in Maryland. Yep. Are you? I'm from Philly. So oh, is nice. Coleman. Yes. Yes. I knew hey. that. Got, Man, we got representation so going on here. Jay August, I want to ask you. Ask it again? No, I have a different question for you, though, Jay. Okay. Because I wanted to know um, if there's a, a young queer kid in D.C. right now who may be walking by or stumbled upon this online and went to, you know, AMC and suddenly were like, oh, I, you know, I admire Jay August and, and I love his work. What message would you tell this young queer kid who may not feel like that, you know, anyone cares or, or people care too much and he's trying to not be his fullest self. What would you tell, would you, he, she, they, what would you tell this person? That they are worthy, that they are exactly who God made them to be. Hmm. And on their own time and in their own way, when they are ready, just follow their journey. And hopefully that journey comes from a place of knowing that they are just exactly who God made them to be. I think that was the, in my life, that was a turning point for me when I realized that I wasn't supposed to be something else. I felt like I grew up in a world that as a young black man 
was always projecting to me this idea, this thing to live up to that I never felt that I could ever reach. And that is, it requires some deep reflection, some deep inner work and some love and support by so many people around you to break out of that. I don't know, I think you almost have to be in the experience to understand what it feels like, to feel like you're, you're supposed to be something other than you are. I think a lot of people struggle with that, not just LGBT people, black men as well. I mean, black men who are not LGBT, but it's just, uh, you know, you asked about what I would tell my younger self. You know, I'm torn between this idea that everything unfolds exactly as it's supposed to, and some wisdom is very age appropriate. And in my 40s, I am now tapping into that space where I realize that I actually don't have to please others. I felt like I spent mm. my entire life trying to please others. But I, I, I don't know if you can have that. Uh, I think you have to be a really special person to know that in the depths of your being in your 20s, you know but early. in my 40s. Yeah. And to know it early. So I feel like I finally understand that. Um, ironically, just a few weeks ago, I felt like for the absolute first time in my life ever, I did something, and this is not about coming out. Um, I did something where I completely separated myself from how others would receive what I was doing because I knew it was the right thing for me. At 47, I felt like that was the first time I really stepped into that. Uh, and it was on a sort of public scale. So... Yeah, that's that would be my answer. It's beautiful. Thank you so and much. And I hear the 50s are even better. So I feel like there's the even 50s, more to expect. Oh, good. 50s. It just keeps getting better. It really does. It really does. Good. I just turned 51, and I'm telling you. 50s, you right? so 50s come into good, yourself. Right? You know, I'm 62 now, right? So yeah. 50s, I'm telling you, that is when you really become you. Or at least it was I feel for that me. Way. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I actually, I, I love getting older. I really do. I love the me moment too. that I was. I did too. I, when suddenly I went from jock to people calling me daddy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good with that because I, I think I feel wiser. I feel more of myself. I feel in my body. I feel like I, I understand my voice. Um, you understand your power. You grow into all of it. Back to my conversation with Leah. Kate and Jay August. All right, you guys, we're going to play a little game and then we're going to wrap this up, okay? A game. A game. Mm -hmm. a game. We're going to play a little game. The first Pride celebrations were held in Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, and New York in June of 1970. Just for a little fun and to see how far we've come, I've got some trivia questions about June of 1970. Oh, Jesus. I like to call this Coleman's Q's. And your oh, A's. Shit. Oh my shit, God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, like, come on now. Yell out if you know it, or if you if you have a guess, or you're just feeling like yelling. Just yell. Just okay, yell. okay. I cannot stress <laughs> to you how there are no prizes beyond pride. What was the number one song on the charts? Mm. Go. I'm going to guess How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. I was going to say the Bee Gees. Oh, good, good answer. I don't no. know what song from the Bee Gees. I was just going to be general and say the Bee Gees. <laughs> Leah. Was it, was it? Was it Frankenstein? No. It was The Love You Save by the Jackson Five. Oh, I, of I was going to try to do something five. even more Jackson Five. <laughs> yeah, you guys, that BG <laughs> didn't come out until what? 70... <laughs> I wasn't born yet. 77, Okay. I wasn't alive yet. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. see, I was alive and I should have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was the top movie at the box office? Top movie? Wait, no? in 1970? Yes, top movie at the box office. Bonnie and Clyde? That's a good no, guess. Good answer, No, though. Bonnie and Clyde was later. 
Was it later? I thought, okay. I thought it was up in the early I'm going to say uh, The Wild One. The Wild Ones. No, g- good answer, but no. I wonder what year that was. believe it. You wouldn't even believe it. It was a fight between oh, Airport and Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Oh wow. my God! Really? Wow! Yeah, I was really? thinking. Later. I'm doing like I'm thinking like I'm, I'm like in my brain and I'm thinking, okay, all the president's men was later on in the decade, like you know, like oh, yeah. they, it lost to Rocky. Like I'm thinking, but that right. was like further down in the in, later on in the down. 70s. I need to know what year the Wild Ones was. <laughs> you gonna look it up? Okay, here's a good one right here. What was the median home price of a house in Los Angeles? Median nineteen thousand dollars. Twenty six. Wait, wait, wait. Twenty six thousand. 26,000, you I have 25,000. 19,000. And 19,000. You guys are close. The one who would win, if this was the Price is Right rule, would be Jay August because you didn't go yes. over. It's exactly. $24,640. So 25,000. <laughs> oh, you were so close. Wow. Oh my God. Damn. Kate, you were so close. God Kate, damn it. How did it. you know that? Kate, how did you know that? Wishful thinking. I wish it was still existed. <laughs> when we'd all be, we'd, I mean, could you imagine, like, how great would that be? Yeah, That's I just amazing. based it on my, oh my parents' God. price. The house how many their, houses would house. you own? Oh, my God. How many houses? I'm being so oh my rude right now. How many houses would you own if they were only 25,000? Okay, final question, you guys. Final question. That's a question there, Leah. I, I see that. I yes. see you. Which one of your friends, which one of your friends, who is the most probably one of the most gorgeous and talented friends that you have was a couple months away from turning one years old. Coleman Domingo. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's me. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Oh my God. You got it. Jay. Coleman. That's crazy. I did not see that coming. Oh I did God. not see that coming. Wow. Oh my God. Coleman, I didn't when know is that your birthday? That's amazing. November 28th, 1969. I was born the year of the Stonewall riots and Sesame street. Wow. And Sagittarius. Exactly. And you get to say you were born in 69. Yeah, right? Exactly. You get to say you were born in 69. (laughs) Exactly. Literally because of, well, probably not because of the 69, but because I'm sure they did in 69. But yeah, but my, I was born in 69. (laughs) This was amazing, you guys. they did 69. Are you talking about your parents? He is. Yes. It's a lot of information. I'm inappropriate. Yes. It's a lot of information. On that note, it's been really wonderful to have you guys today. I love you guys so much. This was so great. Thank you to Jay August Richards, Leah Delaria, and Kate Menig for joining me for brunch today. And thank you all so much. Please stay safe. Get out there. Have a great pride. Fly your freak flag and just keep on living. All right. Loving on each other, staying safe, staying healthy. And um, staying connected. We love you, right? We love you. Tell, you, tell somebody yes. you love them today, you guys. Go for it. We love, love you. Guys. Love we you. love, love you. you. Cheers. All right, as promised, you've heard my bottomless brunch at Coleman's with Leah, Kate, and Jay. And now I'm bringing my best friend, who is an awesome, awesome woman. She wears great high heels, and she's a boss, and she runs her own business. That's right. It's Stacey Thomas. Oh, wait, is that your. Oh no! Are you, oh, so now oh, you're you're applauding yourself, Stacey. I am. Stacey. I am. I'm, that's she's actually my, my best friend, and I want to get some of her thoughts and reactions to this brunch. And she gave herself her own introduction. Now you know that's I why did. we're friends. With my okay, roaring anyway. fans in the background, <laughs> Stacey. Okay, how was this episode for you? I'm oh, just gonna, we're gonna get into it. Oh my god! Okay, this episode. I think you kind of titled it the Pride episode, but it was yes. Totally the potty mouth episode. 
<laughs> Why are you clutching your pearls all of a sudden? Listen, I wasn't clutching my pearls. I was totally big upping them, but it was totally the potty mouth episode. I was <laughs> cracking up. That Leah, she is a spitfire hoot. That Leah is hilarious. She's oh one of the gosh. quickest comedians I've ever met. She's so she's, quick. She's brilliant. I loved, oh my God. She, her mouth was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I thought I had a potty mouth. She totally beat me. I think you'll want to go to brunch with her. Am I right? I t- absolutely would go to brunch with her, and I would probably be on the floor the entire time cracking up. Oh my gosh! Oh was my god! Hilarious. How was it? This is the first time I did a three a three guest conversation versus the usual two. You like that? Yeah, it was pretty I like, cool. I like that it was a bit more noisier. I felt like people were just sort of like, we're just vibing with each other and just going. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I like that. Uh, yeah. And, you know, for brunch, you normally have, you know, more than a couple people anyway. So I thought that worked out well. Oh, cool. Good, yeah. good. My, our producer, TJ, he um, he actually, um, he wrote a question here and I just looked at it because, you know, apparently I didn't prep for this one. He said, um, we didn't, <laughs> I'm so professional, we didn't really hear any from him on the episode like any stories from me, apparently. Does Coleman have, have some, any- Do you want me to share You know what? No, nope, thank you. No, nope, thank you. Oh, oh bad connection. I have something to say. Oh, wow, this is, this is really bad. <laughs> I have something to say. Does anybody ask me? My I hand is really up. I had a semi-wild or even wild pride, to be honest. I feel like, I'm, again, I think I'm kind of a boring gay. You are a boring gay. <laughs> right, I feel like, like, okay. I'm, like I'm, I'm not like fabulous wearing glitter wah, and wah, wah, on floats wah. and things like that. Like, like, you, you, are, you are not spray painted pink or anything? Is that what <laughs> no, you're not I'm doing? not. We've never done that. Am I right, Stacey? Now, now Stacy has gone to, with me to many, you know, pride things. And, Love you the know. parades. Okay, New York parades yeah. for sure. <laughs> yes. You, with you, the you naked were, man were. riding the pink horse. I don't know if you remember him. Like, <laughs> I do remember okay. that. <laughs> yes. But I think that I'm, I'm kind of boring. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. You might be a low key gay. I'm not really sure. Is that a thing? <laughs> you used to say that I, you thought that I was faking. You thought that like, yeah, no, I, think you're definitely, actually I definitely think there are some folks who are not exactly sure if you are really, <laughs> truly gay. Yeah. Like, there are some it's people a, who question you. It's been a ruse. You. Right, it's been right. a ruse for That years, you are, basically. right. <laughs> you are actually, <laughs> you are a closet heterosexual. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Why I've been I've been like faking this for years. Yeah, I'm right. Like, <laughs> I mean, because you know, my mother would be ashamed of me if she found out that I was straight. You know, straight. <laughs> because then you wouldn't wear scarves and things. <laughs> <laughs> scarves and things, exactly. You know, it's so funny to me because I think that I've had I've had so many friends. You're not like this, but I know that you would be fine if you found out your son was gay. Because I think we talked about that when he, when he was really percent. little. But also remember, percent. remember, I actually, did, oh, we do remember. Remember I took uh, Noah, I was, we went to Fire Island and I was showing him, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell what, the story. That, I, I, it was, called? Uh, what was, it's called the takeover. Like, uh, it's like a takeover that- Of the, all the, the drag queens, all, The right? drag queens, they all get yeah. on a huge barge and they come right. from Cherry Grove to the Pines. Right, right, And right. we went out there to see it. And Noah was totally like, and he was like, "What I look totally unfazed." And you were like, and I was like, "I was like, look, Noah." They're, they're, and she was like, "Mom, look, they're guys in in right? in, 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 in in drag." And he just loved it so much. He but I also think kind that kind of like whatever. But I think that's the thing you've you've always been as a mother. And I just I want to touch on this because it is a pride episode. There was something a conversation we had years ago when you said that uh, Noah was defending a friend of his or something when they were talking about him, this oh, kid possibly being yeah. gay. And oh you said God, you couldn't be so more funny proud. To remember that. What is that moment? Yes, we we tell that um, as a mother. 
Yeah. So it was um, just a neighbor who had come over, you know, his, he has a son that's Noah's age and, you know, we were just having some conversations. I'm not even sure what came up, but, you know, my friend, you know, his son just kind of made this comment like, oh, like that was just so gay, like in a very negative derogatory way. And Noah was like, yeah, no. I mean, he was not having it. He was like, there is nothing derogatory. Don't use it. Don't use the word gay in that way. You know, um, he Mm. just totally defensive. Like, we don't care who people love as long as they are loved and they're not being mistreated by this person. And, you know, Mm. we don't care who they love as long as they love us and they're being treated kindly. Then that's all we care about. I remember you said you were you were so it, I you had was. such pride, and even the child's father was like, "Whoa, you know, like I'm impressed." You know, kids today are saying just such awful things, like, "Oh, that's so gay," or "This is so," you know, and it's just like, "What?" Like, stop, you know. But you raised it. I mean, that's the thing I love about you, you raised a, a a young man who takes up for others in every single way, especially like you know, he like he he's kind of a popular kid, like on with all groups. Am I right? He's he's an absolutely, athlete, but he also, absolutely. Uh, the, the gay kids love him. The the, the, but the it's nerds. just important. Yeah. Apps, yeah, I mean, he gets along with everybody, but it's just important to me. I mean, I'm that way, and as well, like I get along with mostly everybody. And if I don't get along with you, it's not because you're gay or straight. It's because you're an asshole. And I just don't you know, <laughs> want to be friends with you. It's like, it has nothing right. to do with, you know, <laughs> right. who you love. It's just like, you're a jerk and nobody would like you. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I just kind of have raised him that way as well. So he is just very tolerant and accepting and, you know, loving. And again, mm-hmm. my conversation with him is we don't, care who they love as long as they are good to us and the person they are with is good to them you know because you could be straight people are in horrible relationships you know that are abusive that are this that or that like you know so who i'm not going to say you have to be you know it doesn't matter as long as you are being treated um, with respect and kindness and love and so that's what i have always taught him and that's what he knows he is completely unfazed by you and Uncle Raul and your friends, and we've been at your house for a bunch of different things. And he's kind of like, whatever. And, you know, your friends are making him spritzers and he's like, thanks. And, you know, he's sitting on the balcony with his feet up and he's just kind of like, okay, these are our people. And, you know, that's yeah. all he knows. And that's all that, that's all that. But that and, and, and that's, I, I, I got to say that because that's what he's been taught to. He's been taught right. beautifully by you. So right. I, I want to give you, I'm going to give you some love on this pride as well, because woo, I think woo, that, you woo, know, woo, the woo. allies, no, not all <laughs> Okay, I think the allies, it's just important for the allies to know that they're they're part of pride. Um, I want to ask you a question, and this is, I'm sure, something that everybody would like to know, which is, um, why do you steal all my gay friends? I steal all of your friends, whether they are gay or straight, because they love me. I'm amazing. I'm just like an electrifying soul. But the gay boys you actually take, you you, you sort of take them. And like, there's... um, Do you feel some type of way about that? I kind of, I'm a little jealous at times. Are I'm like, you? Mm-hmm. Are you? yeah, when you're I like, lo- oh, oh, I hung out with, oh, oh. Pookie, listen, I don't love yeah. any of them more than you. We got to work this out in therapy, I think. <laughs> but wait, I have a question back to the what? brunch. I okay. need to know how come nobody got the memo that they needed to bring brunch? <laughs> okay, we got to go back to that. Okay. I think gay I, people are, I think gay people are way too busy. And to, you're not to, and you love brunch. So how could you not know that you had to bring I think, food? To I realized that brunch? I realized that all three of those gays like to go to brunch, not to make the brunch. <laughs> Who was responsible for sending them the memo that they needed to get brunch? I was, I was actually gobsmacked that not one of them thought to even not bother to make them. brunch. 
They were like, well, I thought you were making it. That shows how say, the gays are. Listen, and you say, I'm the worst brunch guest. These three, <laughs> none of them even want food. <laughs> exactly. That's like inviting them to a potluck and they come with nothing. They're like, oh, well, I figured there'd be enough food for everybody. Why did I need to bring food? <laughs> okay, now, everybody else the, is bringing food. Who is the worst person making a cocktail? Oh, Leah, by far. <laughs> She was like, I can't. She sounded like me going to a restaurant, like me, I can't eat here. She was like, I can't drink this stuff. I'm diabetic. I can't have it. I was rolling on the floor. Now, weren't you proud of Jay August for his story? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very important. He like he literally just came out just last year, and I know it was a right. struggle for him in this industry. And I'm so proud. I guess I guess I guess that he said he found more examples that he can be exactly who he is, and um, and without apology, and which right. is. Which shows that we've come a long way. He knows that that's not going to affect his casting opportunities as well, you know? So I'm very proud right. of him. Right, which so, it, it was amazing and, and of course, moving. Uh, and it's also surprising to me because you all have come such a long way in, in terms yeah. of, you know, exposure and acceptance and things like that. And that even at this point, I think he said he was like 47 or something, that even yeah. at this point, he still felt like there were barriers. And, you know, he has a lot of people he could look up to, you know, you among others um, who are open and, and gay and, and working and successful and accepted and all of those things. But still, he felt like there wasn't a space, a safe space for him to do it, which is just amazing to me, you know, Um given all that has happened in marriages and all of those things that are, are now legal, that he still felt even at this age and at this time in 2020 or 2021, that it still wasn't a safe space for him. So that was, that was, uh, you know, notable to me. That was something that um, stuck with me with it. And, and also, did you, have you ever watched the L word at all? I, and, and I watched it when it first came out, yeah. right? I haven't seen it yeah. since the reboot, but um, when it first... The reboot's pretty cool. I like it. Is it's it? Cool. Yeah. It's really but dealing wait. with generationally the differences between sort of the old gays and the new gays. I don't want to say the old gays. You know, the seasoned gays. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate's from Philly, which I yes, didn't know. Yes, she is. I yeah, know. She's, from Philly, she's right? a little dry. She's a little dry like me. So I like that. That was hilarious. I think you two would be the best of friends. She's we so totally dry. Would. She was so like... sweet. <laughs> <laughs> She's totally sweet. When you call her, is she does she give a dry hello like I do? And just oh, kind of say, hey, no, hi. no one gives a dry hello like you. No <laughs> one. You have the driest. Okay, let's just give them an example, and then we'll get ready to sign off with this one. When I call you, and I'm like, "Hey, Stacy, how's it going?" No, no. Let's just see when you pick up. Ring, ring. You pick up. Hey. <laughs> And this is after maybe I haven't spoken to you in like a couple of weeks or something. And I'm like, really? So that's that's how you feel? That's You're the, like, I, let me, I'm going to hang up and call back and see if we get like, a you different need, hello. You, need to, you still really need to work on your um, hello, um, your, your greetings. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'm, my supposed to just be like, hey, how are you? So if yes! I talk, oh, I, Learn no! from the game. That's what we do. That's what no. we do. Yes, if we I do. If I speak to you consistently, I don't need, there's no need for all of that. <laughs> if I haven't spoken to you. <laughs> you know, it's all right. It's well, right. I, have one, I have one more question for you that'll wrap up this Pride episode. Is there a Pride that you would like to go to? Have you been to Pride? Well, in New York. Uh, okay. New York. But, you know, I think San Francisco. I totally would love, at first, I've never been to San Francisco. So I still I can't believe that. I lived I there for, it's crazy. Well, how long? I, I lived there for 
10 years and you never visited out there. Crazy, crazy. We'll talk about so, that in therapy too. We'll okay, that that's therapy. fine. Just okay. make make a note, take a note. So um, San Francisco. Yeah, I think I would love first to visit San Francisco and then, you know, go and go doing pride. Well, once we're able to have like, uh, you know, get back together with these big crowds and celebrate, I think we're yeah. going to go crazy. I think you and I in I particular know. are going to be out there that's when we'll have the wild pride stories and stuff. Cause we're just going to like, just go and go ham and have a great time. We're going to hug on people and love on people and dance in the streets and sweat. I can't wait till we can do that again. No, I know. And that like one thing you were talking about, which I totally want to, um, to just quickly touch on, we were talking about, uh, the fifties, like being in, in this age of, yeah. you know, 50. It's tr- people know you're 50, right? I think people know yeah, you're 50. Yeah, they know. They're, they're 50. <laughs> I'm not trying to put you out there. (laughs) You just put it out there right there for everybody here. Sorry. Well, he's (laughs) 50-ish. You know, but we were talking about, you know, I think, well, not we, you all were talking about, um, you know, stuff that you would say to your younger self or whatever. You were asking them Mm. that question. And, um, and I think, you know, Leah and, and, and Kate, you know, being in your fifties is awesome. Right. And it's, it's just amazing. And what you do and what you want to do and you go and do what you want to do and you don't care what people are thinking about what you do. And so I think all of that, just in terms of how you hang out and where you go and who you hang out with and decisions you make and all of those things, um, the fifties are amazing. It really is. And I have to admit, you know, here's another point to that because you, you, you made me think of this is that I know that I have become more assured in my own voice not only as a creative, as but but a, a gay man, as a, as a man, and all that stuff. I feel like again, you start living without apology because you've learned some stuff, you exactly. figured some stuff out, and now you're your hopefully your most authentic self if you've done yeah. the work. And so for, for my money, I think that is what I always try to when I tell people, you know, I have pride in myself and what I do and the people that I'm with. You have to make a lot of decisions to get to that pride. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to you have to go over a lot of hurdles. You've got to leave some things behind. And then you once you when you are deep in it and that's your truth, that is your sense of sense and source of pride. I think, you know, zero Fs are given, you know, when you are Well, I guess <laughs> I guess that's what I was trying to say. I just yeah. basically saying I said it took too long to say it. Okay, basically yeah. it's no Fs given. All right. Zero zero are given, you know, at this point, you're just kind of, again, you're like, I am who I am. And said, take me or leave me, you know? So, and, you know, my whole thing is I saw this somewhere, but it's totally me, you know, I ain't for everybody. So if uh, and mm-hmm. I'm good with that, you know, I'm not for everybody. So mm-hmm. I have my people. But you're for me. I am for you. I know oh. I'm for you. Even all going all the way back to, you know, something you mentioned in your thing that you were in the class until you were 21. Yeah. And, you know, when I first met you, I didn't, you know, obviously you either hadn't come out or you, you know, hadn't really pinpointed what you thought your orientation was at that point. But, you know, we were in our teens and. um, What's something, I guess maybe I'll get into it for a second, Um, but because. I knew, but I, but I didn't know how to right. express it. And then I remember I moved to San Francisco. Right. <laughs> that seems so right. cliche, but I moved to San Francisco. <laughs> where I could be me. <laughs> I could be all that I could be. Where I could be a macho, Where I could be, a, I could be my best self. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, and then, but then I came out to you actually during that time because we had separated 
And then I mean, I totally wasn't surprised. I totally didn't care. No, you weren't surprised at all. And I just didn't even care. I'm like, okay, you know, and so you made it such a non event. It was, I'm sorry, I was anticlimactic. I wasn't like, oh my (laughs) God, really? Like, (laughs) no, it was just like, okay, so where are we going? Yeah, exactly. Where are we going to eat? Let's go. So what ended with that? Yeah, we were in New York. Okay. Well, Stacey, I love you. I have so much pride in you and our friendship, and I love you so very much. And thank you you for always loving me. And supporting me unconditionally unconditionally always all right honey until next time this is bottomless brunch the podcast with coleman domingo and stacy thomas signing off (laughs) 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 that's way too much much. you gotta bring that down a little bit way too much now now you're way too excited i'm 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 concerned take it easy we'll see you next time (laughs) oh god no bye bye Thank you for joining us for an extended Bottomless Bunch of Coleman's. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. I have some fabulous brunches to bring you with folks like Academy Award winner Regina King and Grammy Award winning legend Patti LaBelle. They're coming up, so come on back. Please drink responsibly. Presented by Smirnoff Number 21 Vodka. Distilled from grain. 40% alcohol by volume. The Smirnoff Company, New York, New York.